Oh, oh, that, that looks lovely, dear. What, you, what did you want to put something on over dinner, shall we? Oh, yeah, you know, stick some some kind of entertainment on while yeah, we're having dinner. Yeah, fancy a film or oh, something? You know, I fancy something with some some non-straight people in it, really. Oh, I'm, definitely. I'm in, I'm in a little bit of a queer kind of mood tonight. Yeah, yeah, um, but, you know, not, nothing too, like, I don't really fancy a horror or anything, maybe. No. Some, maybe just something, just something, you know, just chill, bless me. Exactly, something without too high a set of stakes, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And Maybe something we've not seen. Maybe yeah. Maybe something we haven't seen before. Something new. Something, something new. How about this? It's uh, Queer and Pleasant Strangers. Sounds perfect. You're perfect. Oh. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Harris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that show I'm going to try and get through this week as best I can. My voice is going. It's not doing good. You've got, you've got that, 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 that good old blues voice on. i got that blues voice on. I'm a little bit croaky. Uh, what 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 songs were we singing this morning with my low gravelly voice? I woke up this morning with a low gravelly voice. Do 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 do. Ah, uh, and and now I can barely speak, but I got to record a podcast. That's 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 sort of where I'm at. How was your week, been, Jane? Um, eventful. Yeah, it's been it's been a week. It certainly has. We... I I mostly got over my cough, uh, and my my cold, and you're now. Uh, I'm now the one suffering. You seem to have a slightly different affliction. Oh, yeah, no. My my affliction was like ramping up as the weekend began. I was starting to have a bit of a bad cough. Mm. And by the time Sunday rolled around, it's like, oh, oh, I have weird symptoms. But we had a fun, we had a fun Saturday. We we saw some friends. We had a very eventful adventure of a night. Very eventful and very adventurous. Yeah. Um... And now I'm just trying to survive. You will survive. Hey, I will. Su- hey. I will do my best to survive because by the time you hear this, I will have been at MCM in London for a few days. Come, indeed, and I can't be ill for that. It's my chance to see my nerd friends that I get to see like three times a year. Uh, and at least one of our audience has asked if we're going to do a meetup. Indeed, I will be there. I am happy to meet up with people. Are you happy to do meeting up with people? Yeah, I. I. I will. I. I. Don't know if I'm going to be there every day because I do have some things I need to get done. We we will I don't really have time for. We will do a thing where we're like, hey, we're going to be here at this time. Yeah, probably on the Saturday. On, and we will tweet it out, and yeah. we'll be around. But yeah, it's it's MCM is is it's a great chance to see people, yeah. and I I don't want to have this voice when I get there, so no. I need to get better soon. You need to be healthy so that you can get the conflu effectively. Oh goodness. <laughs> So, where do we want to start today? Well, what have you done a play of? So, things I've played this week. Um, so, to finish off my, my story uh, of play, replaying through Undertale, I've been playing through the genocide playthrough of that game. Um, I managed to get past uh, Undying the Undying, which is like the first very difficult uh, boss fight. Nice. And I have made it to... The second, the the infamously hard boss fight of of Undertale's Genocide playthrough, I've tried a couple of times. Ah, I'm not doing terribly. I've not made it to the halfway point in that fight yet, but considering I think I've tried it maybe three times on Switch, I definitely less than five hundred and something. This oh time. gosh, yeah, no, I reckon I'll make it to half to that halfway point probably within 
10, 10 or so attempts probably, mm. and then it, it ramps up a bit. But like, I, I remember what I'm doing at least. Mm. Uh, what about you? What have you been playing? Uh, ooh, let's see. I played Deru, The Art of Cooperation. Ah, you played this alone, single player. I played this alone. I, I cooperated with my left and right hand. Ah, tell me about this game. Uh, you play a couple of triangles trying to get to some outlines of triangles. But if the white one touches white stuff, they die. And if the ah. black one touches black stuff, they die. Oh no. So you have to use one to block like streams of stuff okay. coming across the screen and then and, and, and sort of help them get across. I'm not very good at it. It sounds like a lot to be managing by yourself. Uh, yeah, it doesn't help if you're sort of halfway through and then you forget which controller is controlling which triangle. Yeah, I suppose if you played you this in co-op, you'd only have to focus on one of exactly. them at a time. Exactly. Um, I do like that the Switch has this many co-op games, considering that it's like it ships with two controllers. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a system that's sort of built for stuff like this. Absolutely. Yeah. And have you got any others? Yeah, I've got a few. Um, we played through a game together this week. Mm. Uh, we we played through Until Dawn. We finished Until Dawn. We we had yeah. sort of mentioned this briefly last week, but yeah. now we finished that. We we finished it. Uh, two people got out alive. Well, Josh was still alive. I mm, I don't know if I consider that al- alive necessarily. Living, breathing. Uh, we don't know if the state he was in, if he if he breathes any... I don't know the physiology of him at this point. Uh, I Well, I would say that he survives, but perhaps not He's, in the way that you he did not. He did not get out unscathed. We no. Had two people that got he out... He was changed in his, in his life, but he was certainly we, very much alive. We had two characters who got out and sort of could go back to their normal lives afterwards, but... I don't know. I'd imagine they'd be pretty traumatised. Yeah. How how do you feel about it now you finished it? Uh, it was good. I would like to maybe try again, see if I could yeah. do slightly better. Indeed. Um, see how different choices pan out and things. That would be interesting. Yeah. Well, now we've played through it once. If some point in the future we want to play it through again, I can point you in some of the... Do- like, I've pointed you a couple of places of, like, this is where wh- mm. what caused that character to die. So we can we could definitely go through and... See how some of those changes affect things. Yeah. See if I can fuck up button, button prompts by going the fast way and <laughs> hurl myself off a cliff. Um, but yeah, no, replaying through that reminded me how much I am excited for Man of Medan, which is the the next thing that that studio were doing. Mm. Which, from all accounts, is basically more Until Dawn, but kind of shorter. We're looking at sort of four or five hour stories, yeah. which like... I'm up for that. I'm up for tighten the pace up a little bit and yeah, give me another horror experience. Oh. Yeah, have you played anything else? Uh, I have also played uh, Gal Metal. Oh, yes. It's, it's, a, it's a drumming game. Uh, aliens Octopodes have, uh, have come to Earth to uh, air their distemper. About the fact that we sent the Voyager probe with the gold disc. Oh, yeah. Apparently, that was full of metal, and um, it's. Well, it's... it was made of metal. Uh, well, I, I don't think that was the kind of music that was on it. I don't <laughs> actually know what's on that disc. I don't know. I assume classical music, but it's made of gold, and gold is a metal. So I suppose we sent a disc of metal into space. So um, I should look that up. 
Actually, that's the kind of thing a nerd like me should know, I feel. I, I know that inscribed on it is basically like, here is directions to Earth, and, and here is a man and a woman's drawings and yes. things. Here is what we typically think of as a man and a woman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, It has some problems with lag on our telly. And it does not have any settings to fix that. It just says, if this is a problem for you, put headphones on. Thanks, game. Thanks. Yeah, did you try playing it in handheld mode? I haven't had a chance to do so yet. I no. do want to go back to it, because I like the art style, and uh, I'm curious to know where it goes. Yeah, we've we've got an oldish TV in the living room that, like, it's pretty big and it's HD, but the issue is it doesn't have a one of those, like, here is game mode that reduces latency, yeah. which means that when we play music rhythm games, we really appreciate stuff like Guitar Hero Rock Band that have adjust, yeah, adjust for latency <clears throat> settings, yeah. and a lack of those is an inconvenience. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a shame that you couldn't get on more with that, but I look forward to hearing how you get on with it maybe in tabletop. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, got, it's, it's got space squids in it, or space octopodes, so I, I want to see Want to see those cephalopod arms? He, he, he. <laughs> what about you? Um, I started playing through Dark Souls on the Switch. Ooh. Um, that game still has its A and B buttons in menu switched around, which confuses my brain. Mm. But that aside, it runs really well. Like the the areas that in the PS3 360 releases of that game were notoriously problems for performance. Blight mm. Town is the one everyone talks about. Runs totally fine. It it doesn't run as well or look as good on a on an HD telly as the PS4 or Xbox One versions, but that's to be expected. It's a it's a relatively solid port of it to to a handheld system. I'm going to enjoy playing that on like flights and trains and things. It's a nice travelly game, so hmm. I I'm I'm pleasantly pleased with that port of of, of Dark Souls. It's very playable. Nice. Um, one thing that is interesting. Um, the home button doesn't act as a pause, as happened in the um, the network test. Mm. The power button does. You can pause Dark Souls now. Ooh. If you literally just hit the, the, the power button, you won't get killed like while you're away from the game, which is good. So you can now pause Dark Souls, which didn't seem like it was going to be a thing during the network test, and I'm very glad to hear that it's been added. Mm. So... Yeah, there we go. That, that's my main thoughts. What about you? Have you played anything else? Uh, let's see. I played The Legend of Evil, Ooh. which is a 2D pixel graphic side-scrolling um, tower defense game. How was that? Uh, it's interesting. You can read my review over on StoneMonkeyRadio.blog. Um, it's good. It's uh, it's It's got a monumentally steep difficulty curve. Mm-hmm. Like, vertical at times. Oh. Um, it feels like it's it's... And I've seen this mentioned in the Steam forum. Someone was saying to the to the dev that sometimes it feels more like a it's a puzzle game than a tower defense because it wants you to do very specific things to get out of the level, rather than do tower defense things and survive. Yeah, like there is only one way to make this work. If you fuck it up, or if you're not quick enough to do yeah, just the right things, it's it it's over. timed, and you have to finish the objectives in time, as opposed yeah. to like. In most tower defences, you can spend as long as you want building up your thing before you... Yeah, to, yeah like yeah. you're not time-pressured on that. Yeah, the the time thing has been difficult because there's a, been a few times when I've been like, 
Yep, yep, I've finally cleared out enough of the enemy, I can start heading towards their obelisk, and then, like, it's counting down, sort of, sort of, ten, nine, eight. At that point, is that there's no hope that I'm gonna get there. Yeah, that's a shame. So, with ten seconds remaining, it's not fun in that way. Um, but, you know, I've, I've bashed my head against it for a long time, I, I got maybe halfway through the main campaign, there is a a, a rogue conquest mode. Ooh. You get to generate a or using a random generator. You get to generate a little uh, avatar. Uh, mm-hmm. I got a little green head person with a witch hat, oh. which I thought was perfectly appropriate. <laughs> and um, you get uh, eight randomly selected levels uh, from four different biomes, uh, and each will be in sort of a set of two. Mm-hmm. So you might get sort of two in the forest, two in the in the snow area, two in the swamp two on the cliffs, mm-hmm. and that will mean you will need different traits for your demons to fight the humans, because mm. you play the bad guys. Um, so you need to do things like, uh, if, if you're on the, in the forest, everything's fine, pretty much anything can go there, but if you're on the cliffs, you need either flying creatures or things that have been imbued with the ability to jump. Mm. Yeah, so you, um, you, you need to make sure that you're creatures are imbued with the correct powers to get through the certain levels because if you take non-snow dwelling creatures into a snowy area they will just die before they've sort of really walked mm. out of the tower okay. um you get three lives so if you screw up it's not too bad and you have to try and generate as much money as possible so that you can uh, unlock more things going into the next levels okay uh, it's it's really quite fun the developers have said that they're going to be adding loads of new features but i don't review features that aren't in the game yet so exactly but but yeah. it seems like they've got plans to do interesting things and if that happens i would be interested to go back and, and see what that I'm, that does i'm glad you're enjoying it yeah more of that plus what, you got any others? Uh, yeah, last one I've been playing. Ooh. So the day that we record this, I just received a copy of uh, Starlink Battle for Atlas Ooh. on Switch, which is Ubisoft's um, toys-to-life kind of uh, space exploration game. One of those things where, like, hey, there are physical toys that we want people to purchase that do things in-game, so... I have the Switch version, which has a bunch of stuff to do with uh, Star Fox, which I'm really enjoying the Star Fox stuff in there. It's it's a lot of fan service things. It's not a huge plotline or anything, but I got a little model of uh, Star Fox's R-Wing, which looks really cool. Um, a little model of Fox that goes inside, and Foxes in a lot of cutscenes. When I use when I use special abilities, it plays Star Fox music. It's all it's all really nice little touches that make me happy that I have the Switch version, but yeah, to actually play this game, it's, it basically feels like No Man's Sky if there was more to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, um, definitely reduced scope. It's, uh, I believe it's seven planets that you can go and explore, but it's basically, you start off in the void of space, fly down to a planet, go do objectives to, like, Explore the planet and fill in your map by flying around. There's a bunch of different objective types. Go to these areas and like fight off creatures and that'll help rescue towns or go collect resources and bring them back to vendors. Uh, Sometimes it'll be things like pick up a scanner, go find some wildlife on the planet, circle it with the scanner to like collect information and bring that back to people. It's So far it's been really fun little challenges to just the, the things that make it feel worthwhile to go exploring 
you get very frequent rewards that actually feel like they do something. Um, most of your completing quests across the planet will give you, like, here's resources to upgrade your ship, or here's things that will unlock things like fast travel, or new abilities that you can equip, or new modifiers. I feel like I've been constantly like getting stuff that feels valuable for its uses, rather than just, I arbitrarily have more resources. Mm. Um, I will say, the Toys to Life element seems completely like unimportant. Um, most of my time today playing, I have not used the Toys to Life thing. I've just been playing with, like, here is the digital versions of the toys that are built into the game. You can buy the game digitally without these toys, and it seems like the experience would be just the same. Hmm. Um, but the toys! Buy, did you buy any new bits, or...? Um, no, I just have the bits that came in the starter kit box, um... Which I believe is two different uh, potential pilots, Star Fox and this little human dude whose name I forget, who's just like Buff Muck protagonist man. He's got some real World of Warcraft shoulder pads going on. There. He really does, doesn't he? Um, he looks a bit like if there was a live action movie of this, he'd be played by uh, Nathan Fillion, I feel like. Yeah. He's, he's got a bit yeah. of a Nathan Fillion vibe to him. Um, but yeah, you you had a little look at the the ship thing. It's a nicely made it is. model. It is. I like that it's not too heavy for the controller, which yeah. helps. It it feels pretty sturdy with the like removing and connecting parts. Okay. They all sort of just look quite nice. They're quite nicely made. Yeah. Yeah. It it's not a bad little ship model. Um, I'm kind of happy I own it. I do I do like it as a nice art. Like, yeah, it'll be something model. to stick on the shelf at them. Something to stick on the nerdy shit shelf. Exactly. Um, but re- really, it's not a necessity. Um, the other thing, and this might change as I get further into the game, I'm, like, I'm still trying to 100% the first planet as best I can before mm. I move on, uh, so I'm pretty early on, but... So far, I have not felt pressured to have parts that did not come with the game, which is always a good okay. thing for Toys to Life. Um, so far, this first planet, I've been doing a thing where I've been trying to open these puzzle obelisks, and you require a certain, you require specific elements of weapon to access those. Okay. So far, none of them have required anything that I don't have. Hmm. Um, it it seems from the offset, like, those things are optional extras as opposed to content is gated behind them. Okay. We'll see if that continues to be the case. But Fingers crossed. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, it's It seems very open world, like, I could just go and like, here's it's like, here's where the story wants you to go but you can just totally ignore that. Mm. Like, I got pointed to the second planet and I was just like mm, nah, nah, I want to go explore this planet and there's nothing arbitrarily stopping me doing that, okay. so it's it's been nice. I'm enjoying Starlink. It it seems like a really nice little game. Um, also, as a Star Fox fan, it's nice to play what basically feels like a Star Fox game. I'm treating it as a Star Fox game that isn't linear corridors or like branching corridors. That's just no, it's open world. Go fly mm-hmm. around and shoot stuff. And can you do the whole thing where you, like, land on the planet and wander around? Uh, you can't wander around on foot, okay. but basically you can bring your ship down to ground level so it's hovering just above the ground. Right. Um, and interact with NPCs. 
Like, if you fly up to a building that, like, merchants are in, you can hold down a button and basically, ah, it's like, hey, we're having a conversation as if I had got out of the ship and got into your building. Okay. But you don't walk around on the ground. And can you sort of lift up straight out of the atmosphere into orbit? Uh, yep, you can go straight up into orbit from from the ground, or you can fly down to a specific bit of the planet from orbit. Any loading or anything? Uh, nope, there doesn't seem to be any loading. Nice. It's it, If you die... There's a load while it restarts yeah, you back to a fair. checkpoint, but like going between the planet and space, no loads. Nice. It's a really nice little game. I'm enjoying mm. it a lot. I'm excited to see where it goes. Excellent. Um, I'm curious myself. Yeah. Have you played anything else? I played one other thing. What did you play? I played Windjammers. I looked, watching it, it looked like a fun game. It was a fun game in 1994 when it was released. Uh, it, it's It's. Like, as, as I said in my review, now available on spamonkeyradio.blog, <laughs> um, it was released the same year as Super Metroid. One of these games has really, uh, has aged far better than the other. Uh, it's, 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 it's Frisbees. It's Extreme Frisbee. Oh, sorry. Flying Disc Game. Because <laughs> I, I guess Frisbee is a, is a brand name. Probably. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not all that. I don't recommend it unless you're a huge fan of frisbee games from the neo geo era that have already been re-released once on wii u so there you go that, that's yeah. that's all i played you got anything else yeah that's all i've played right then shall we move on to this inside the boardroom of electronic active softworks so um my voice my voice is doing weird things today how are you doing how are you doing today hi hi hi, hi. yeah yeah, yeah. There so we go. i found my voice so basically, I, th- I think we're uh, we need to make sure that we're we're getting as much publicity as possible. You know, uh, making sure that we're selling our products is is absolutely vital, and and the key to that is marketing. And and like well, at the moment, people like this sort of personal touch. You know, we we have our uh, social media campaigns. We infiltrate everyone's Facebook and and make sure they're forced to watch all our crap. And uh, and and recently, we've we've got this idea. That uh, hijacking Twitter hashtags is a great idea. Oh, so I'm assuming just like, you know, lighthearted hashtags that are, uh, you know, just just topic of the day. Nothing particularly serious we're going to jump on. Oh, no, everything. We're going to jump on oh. everything. Um, I'm thinking like, uh, um, hey, do you like good games? Well, hashtag me too. Oh, I see what you mean here. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, so, like, if someone was, you know, falsely accused of a crime... We could go, um, our games are hashtag not guilty of being, uh, bad or whatever. I, I don't know. You, you see where I'm, where I'm working. Yeah, yeah. This. Like, yeah. um, uh, do you like free stuff? Uh, hashtag free Tommy Robinson and, and, ah. and also get a new, uh, gun skin for the latest, uh, Call of Duty Bang Bang. Exactly. I think this is a brilliant idea, and I can't see it backfiring on us in any way, shape, or form. No, I mean, I, I, I mean, the people are idiots. They're, they're, they, they love a good hashtags, and this, this is what and, hashtags and there'll always be for. some jerk that's going to jump in and say, you know, it's just a joke, uh, and protect us. You know, these exactly. we've really trained these corporate chills so well, so well. They're just so brand loyal, and uh, I, I, I really love that. I love that they are willing to defend any nonsense we do, no matter how heinous. Yeah. It's beautiful. And we are pretty damn heinous. Heinous is my middle name. 
This winter, there will be thousands of homes left lonely. No one looking after them. No company. Just alone, by themselves. Won't you call for them to be allowed to open their doors to people who need them? Every year, thousands of homes are left open and sad. We appreciate that the rich, wealthy and thoughtless value things above people. Therefore, we're pleading, make your things happy by allowing them to be filled with people this winter. Don't leave all these homes left abandoned. Help them with people who need them. Pair them together so that both can be happy this winter. But mostly it's about making the properties happy. Yes. Honest. Honest. Wink. Definitely. Definitely not about the people that need them. It's about the making the, your property happy. Yeah. We need to make sure that your property is absolutely contented and happy. Don't mind about the people. They're, they're, I mean, you never have done before, have you? You never use those homes anyway. You wouldn't even know. Exactly. I mean, they're basically just there to avoid tax. Call now. And make a home happy. So. <gasps> so. What have you watched? What have I watched? Uh, well, we watched a thing together. We watched many things together. Uh, we watched through Ant-Man and the Wasp. We did. Uh, how did you find that? It was alright. It was an enjoyable sort of actiony film. Yeah, I must say Ant-Man films have not been striking me quite as much as a, a lot of the other um, Marvel movies, but I, it's alright. It's 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 a, it's it's fun action. Yeah, for a few I, hours. I enjoyed I enjoyed the the humor in it uh, generally. I I maintain the same feeling that I had about the first Ant-Man, which is I really like size changing as a power hmm. because it allows for much smaller scale um, encounters with villains to hmm. still feel very grand. It yeah. avoids some of that sort of artificial bloating that goes on with superhero films hmm. this deep in where everything has to be bigger and more powerful than the last. Um, yeah. Like There's a scene very early on where there's just a fight in a kitchen hmm. and it made things like someone just throwing a knife feel like a very big, dramatic thing. Yeah, because of the thing with the whole running along the side of one of the yeah. knives. I, I like that it makes small-scale encounters feel impressive. Mm. Um, generally, I found it... I, I found the, the antagonist engaging. I could understand their reasoning for what they were doing and why they were as drastic and desperate as they were. Which one? Um, okay, um, we're talking about We're talking about the ghost. one who has a suit. Yes. Yes. I I empathized with their plight. Yeah, I, definitely. I I liked that they did draw a line with some nudging as to okay, I won't do this mm. to get what I want. That they had some principles and they were willing to listen to reason about how yeah. to get what they were after, even if they were going to be a villain. Mm. I don't know. I liked. I liked that villain. Yeah, that that was definitely an interesting character. Yeah, I I like. I just like Paul Rudd as Ant Man. I think his performance is really sweet. A lot of his acting with the the daughter character was really. Oh, she's so cute. Oh, I know. Their their interplay is really nice. Yeah, they do sort of. They do play well together as family. I yeah, 
I, it was just a really, it was a really pleasant film to watch. Mm. I just had a very good time watching it. Yeah, definitely. Um, what about you? What have you watched? Well, we watched another Marvel superhero movie. Yeah. Well, a Sony Marvel superhero, which is <laughs> rather giving it away. It was Spider-Man Homecoming. Indeed. I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, we, we're sort of working our way through the more comedic-y Marvel films We're working the through the Marvel films I haven't seen yet. Indeed. Uh, so yeah, how did you find Spider-Man Homecoming? It was good. Um, it was nice that I didn't have to watch Uncle Ben die or hear the words great power and great responsibility. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like that that's been a recent trend with Spider-Man stuff, the PS4 game as well. Just like, just sort of throw you into his his Spider-Man. This is his jam. Don't don't stress it. Yeah, I I happily sit and watch more of that that sort of generation yeah. of Spider-Man movie. I I like his interplay with his friend character yeah. a lot. Um, I think it's been out long enough that like this isn't a major spoiler. Yeah. I like that his friend finds out very early on, and it's not a huge deal, mm-hmm. and. They it's it's not him. It's Peter Parker trying to keep it a secret. It's like, oh well, I guess my friend found out. It's fine. Let's go with it. Yeah, and that he has someone to share that with is nice. Mm. I I really liked it all his interplay with uh, Tony Stark. Yes, I think it's some of the most interesting Tony Stark stuff we've seen in a while. Well, he's is looking for a daddy figure, really, isn't he? Yeah, it's. It was it was just a really enjoyable little film that one. Yeah, it was good. I I would happily watch more of that Spider Man. Yeah. Mm. Was it good? Uh, I watched through Doctor Who. I also watched watched Doctor Whomstadov. Yeah, Doctor Whomstadov. Um, that new episode really heckin' good. Powerful. Yeah. Um, if you saw the preview from the previous episode, this is the the Rosa Parks episode, and. I like that they didn't go the they didn't go too white saviory with it that they just let this yeah. be they let this be the story of Rosa Parks being the hero of this story and yeah I mean the only way the doctor got to be the hero of that was by the fact of letting what should have happened happen in the first place Oh indeed yeah it was just we're going to not let someone else interfere we will keep this on track but once the actual Rosa Parks thing is happening, we'll, we'll just let it happen. Mm. And like that, they had to let it happen. It was yeah, it was important. It was a no. This is not our place to step in because mm. we will fuck things up if we step in. It, it was. I thought it was a really well handled episode. It was very powerful. I I was surprised that, that there were that many slurs for a show that was, I believe, on before the watershed. Yeah. Um. It was very blunt and brutal with yeah. its discussions of. Um, past and present uh, race issues yeah. and how racism is better than it was at that time but it's not gone yeah uh, I think that was an important conversation to have about the fact that like this was a huge thing but like there there are uh, there are groups in the world who will say well racism yeah. is over because this this and this yeah well there was someone that your antagonist was someone who hundreds of years from now was still racist enough to go Mm, nah, I'm gonna be a racist. Hashtag you people. Yeah. Um and also like one thing I thought was really well handled was the the fact that our our black cast member hmm. was initially so like, no, I'm not gonna put up with this about the racism he was facing hmm. because of obviously the difference in time periods and yeah. his having to be like oh, okay, no, I have to adjust to the time period I am in and respond to this in a very different way. 
it was it was a really interestingly done episode. Obviously, we're two white people talking about it, but yeah, I, like, I would be interested to hear sort of uh, more people of color talking about that, more yeah, white people talking about that. Uh, just just from our perspectives, yeah. we both thought it was a really well done episode. It yeah. seemed good. It, it seemed good. Yeah, it was a good episode. Um, what else have you watched this week? That's pretty much it. It's uh, it's not been a watch heavy week. No. Um, we watched the Good Place. New episode did, of the Good yeah, Place. Yeah. Um, still good. I, I still think we're place. far we're finally far enough into the new season to know like what the new season arc I suppose is. Yeah, I think they've just introduced that. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess it. It felt like the first few episodes of this season were dealing with the end of last season's arc yeah. somewhat, and this is like, oh, this is the new arc. We wrote ourselves into a corner. We've now written ourselves back out of it. Let's see where yeah. it goes. Right. I'm happy with where this is going. I want to... I'm, I'm really enjoying the weird arc this show is taking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was good. Mm. I think the only other thing is I, I'm now up to date on BuzzFeed Unsolved and mm. I continue to very much enjoy that show. Um, oh. I still... My preference is for the true crime stuff, but the ghost stuff, I still have a fun giggle at because I like these cast people. So oh. I'm, I'm ready for more of that show. Yeah, well, uh, I think that's everything we've watched, isn't it? I believe so. So, right. time for this. <gasps> Cora, we've got a new sponsor this week. Oh, who's our sponsor this week? This week's sponsor is Drinky Winky Woos. Drinky Winky Woos. Drinky Winky Woos. They will deliver any nice drink you fancy. <gasps> Uh, they, they, you, there's a whole selection. If you tell them what sort of things they're into, they will send you a a, a selection box box of drinky winky woos, and uh, that's just ten pounds a month. That'll get you uh, a, a nice little selection there and everything that's sort of perfectly suited to your palate. If there's something you don't like, just let them know, and they will do nothing about it. But maybe next month they'll give you less of something you didn't like. But uh, but only maybe. Can I get can I get some gin or some 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 sherry delivered? Yeah, you can get your gin, sherry. You can get uh, brandy, brandy, colas. Ooh. You could get you could get fresh water. Uh, yeah, yep, yeah, spring water, mineral <gasps> water. You can get the blood of your enemies. Oh, this is fantastic! Yeah, uh, the blood of a virgin. You know, uh, particularly handy if you happen to be, you know, this is, this on the is, more demonic side. This is very useful for my bloodstone circles. Exactly. You know, you never know when you might need a bit of extra blood delivered to you. So you just uh, get subscribed to uh, drinkywinkywoos dot com. Can I specifically request the blood of the rich? Um, well, I, I believe that, I mean, it's it's only a £10 box, so I don't know if how, how rich you'll be able to get. Like, you might be able to get Z-list celebrity rich, but I don't know if you'd be able to get any, like, genuine bezels. That's fair. So yeah, that's uh, drinkywinkyboys.com, and uh, that's sign up today. Use the promotional code uh, Q&PS. Uh, forty, and you will you will get a, a little ten percent discount off of your first order, oh, and uh, an additional ten percent uh, charge on your 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 next order. Ah, but don't brilliant. worry about that. Don't worry about that. But no. nah. Hi, welcome to what's the point nihilist game show. First of all, we've got you. What's your name? I don't care. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to win anyway, probably. Um, what about you? What do you do? Um, 
I just sort of get on with my own life, really. I don't really do Yeah, that, I don't care yeah. anymore. Okay, get on with the questions. First question. Who was the first person to land on the moon? Uh, Neil Armstrong. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what was the name of the first dog in space? Uh, was that Laika? Oh. <sighs> and the next question. Who was elected the 43rd president of the United States of America? I don't know my numbers, but is that Donald Trump? No. No, which one was that? It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Do I have enough points to win? Yeah, well, you've certainly got the most points, but uh, your opponent didn't even bother showing up, so uh, they are taking victory today, and I'm sure they won't give a damn about that either. Uh, I don't care if you're watching or not at home, this has been What's the Point? The Nihilist Game Show, for people who don't care. I'm sorry I cared enough to get points. Apologies, really? Don't bother coming again, it's not worth it. So, (gasps) have you what listened? Have I what listened? Have you what listened? I have have what listened. Uh, I've listened to a couple of new things this week. Uh, not many, so I started listening to a new podcast this week. Uh, it's another of their McElroy ones. Um, it is called The Empty Bowl. And this is, I believe, Travis McElroy, and I completely forget the other cast member's name. I am terribly sorry. Uh, he, he runs a serial blog, and he seems lovely, and I, I've not listened to enough of this to have soaked his name in yet. Do you mean uh, a blog about cereal, or a, 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 a running series no, of blogs? A blog about breakfast food cereals. Cool. Um, and it's basically just a really calm, relaxed, laid-back, 30-minute podcast, once every couple of weeks, about cereals. And it's got, like, very calming, nice music behind it, and it's it's just meant to be a very stress-free relaxed, laid-back podcast of just, like, hey, do you just want something that's, like, very low stakes that you can just relax to and not really think about anything? Here's cereals. And here's the thing. I'm not a big cereal eater, but there's something really nice about, like, the tone in which they're talking and the music that's set up, and also about the fact that it's something that I don't really know much about and that I don't feel a need need to know much about. Hmm. I could just kind of relax and just take it all in. And it's it's been a really relaxing podcast to listen to. Little yes. bursts. Um, I learned about... What did I learn about today? Pop-Tart cereal. What? Le- yeah, Pop-Tart cereal is happening soon. Okay. Um, I found out about... Um, the people that make Twinkies are making some cereals this calendar year, it seems like. Yeah, Hostess are maybe making some cereals this year. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's just a nice podcast about cereals. And it's it's a very gentle, relaxing thing that's very low stress. What have you listened to? I have listened to a bit of Bass Nectar, a track Ooh. called LSD. Oh, yeah. It's a um, like a, a remake of uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. So it's got lots of sort of samples from there in. And uh, it's it's... I don't know, I guess, very, it's bass nectar, so it's bass nectar type music. 
It's got some some wubs in there that's sort of dubstepy, but not dubstep. The, the Space Nectar makes Space Nectar. It's, you can't it's, really define it as any other there genre. There are components from other genres, but put together in a way that doesn't fully conform to any of the genres it took components from. Not really. Occasionally, it very much sinks into what is very definitely dubstep. Yeah. But uh, in this case, not so much. It's... Uh... It's a nice little track, if you oh. like a fancy bit of uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, but uh, updated for a modern audience. Yeah. Whatever you're listening for. I've started listening to another podcast. It's called Baby Geniuses. Um, it's is that a, uh, a Max Fun show? It is a Max Fun one that I thought I'd give a try. I've listened to a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Not sure if it's fully my cup of tea, but I'm sticking mm-hmm. I'm sticking with it for now. Like I like the concept and I'm hoping it warms on me a little bit. Um, mm. Basically, um, it's two, two ladies that will chat about... They'll, start, they'll open up and just have a nice chat about their weeks. Yeah. Then they'll talk about... Uh, there's a segment where they talk about Martha Stewart's, uh, Stewart's Pony. And just updates and news about celebrities who own horses. And then the end of the show is generally just, we will read a Wikipedia page and talk about a random Wikipedia thing we didn't know about and learn a new thing. Hmm. Um, It's a nice show. I like the interplay between the hosts. Um, Here's the thing. I, maybe it's my, I think the problem I had is my, the way it was sold to me was that I thought the whole, the whole thing of the show was, here is a random Wikipedia page for the week and we'll talk about that. And I thought that was the whole thing rather than that's the last 20 minutes of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm hoping that if I listen to a couple more, my expectations about the format being not what was accurate will settle down because I like the constituent parts of this show. I think I just need to get over the this isn't what I expect, what I thought it was. So... Baby Geniuses. I'm going to continue listening to that and see how I get on with it. Mm-hmm. They also have a section where people send them photos of their butts and they just talk about butts that people emailed them. That sounds right up your alley. Exactly! <laughs> you see why this show's... Like, I feel like this show should be my jam. Have you listened to anything else? Uh, yeah, I listened to a track by Aelstorm called Shipwrecked. It's the Drop Goblin remix. So a bit more dubstepy. I've been digging the wubs this week. You've been in a wubby mood. I've been I've been feeling wubbly. Wubbly. Wouldn't it be wubbly? Oh. I, I did listen to one track this week. Yeah. Um, because it got in my head for reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rainbow. I went Rainbow. back and listened to Rainbow. Who's Rainbow by? I don't it's... remember. Uh, sh- oh, shall I do a look in it of it up? Uh, go on then. You probably find it quicker than Rainbow. Rainbow. Come on, Spotify. Tell me who did Rainbow. Um, Mode Step. That's ah, the one. that's it. Yeah. So Rainbow by Mode Step. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on this podcast before, I but um, yeah, I went back and re-listened to that because it got in my head at the weekend. It's it's a good track. Is that a rainbow I see above London Town? Is that a rainbow I see above Kingston Town? Is that a rainbow I see above Amsterdam? Is that a rainbow? Rainbow. And we, we do the. We kept just doing the sign language for Rainbow. We did the BSL for Rainbow. The BSL for for Rainbow. Yeah, it was it was a good time. Uh, have you listened to anything else? Um, I was going to say Rainbow, but yeah, you ah. beat me to it. I'm sorry, I, I sniped you. It's okay. Have you listened to anything else? Uh, yes. By by the time that this comes out, 
Gerard Way will have released a new solo single, um, and I got excited about that, so I went back and re-listened, because we're recording this before the single comes out, I went back and re-listened to um, his solo album, Hesitant Alien. Uh, there's still some fucking good tracks on that album that I oh. fucking love. Um, oh, I listened to that a few months ago. They're good. Yeah, I very much enjoyed that. Uh, Brother Millions, uh, uh, How It's Going To Be. How It's Going To Be is such a uh, such a belter of a track. I love that track. Nice. I'm, I'm hoping that because he's doing a new single, that hopefully means new album, which hopefully <laughs> means he'll tour again, because I'd love to see him play again. You want to stroke Jared again, don't you? I want to get him to sign something, because I've, I've never had him sign something. I want to get him to sign something. Is it a boob? I, I'm thinking more, if I get him to sign my arm or something, I'll, I'll probably... And you'll go to the tattoo. Honestly, I might be that person who gets <laughs> a tattoo there, because fuck, fuck it. Like, there's there's one person who makes things where I'm like, fuck it, you, I, I, I enjoy your creations. Incredibly much, so yeah, that's that's a thing. Sign but, me a tambourine, Jerry. Sign me a tambourine, but yeah. Um, you listen to anything else? Not really. Nothing. Nothing yeah. that I, I think will be brought up today. Okay. Uh, well, in that case, time for this. Ooh. Hi there. Hi there. Hi. Hi. Uh, so I called this meeting because I think I found the next. Uh, the next gold rush for our company. Oh, that's excellent. So what have you got planned? So, um, it's a resource that is freely available. That's going to cost us practically nothing to collect. I mean, it, it worked for Nestle. We, we love all that well, yeah, bottled water stuff. Yeah, so you know how, how Nestle bottled all that water? And, yeah. you know, and we sell people water, even though yeah. that's a, you know, a freely available resource that people require to live. Yeah. You know, it's in the same category as housing, a thing that people need to live, but that we still sell back to them. I mean, that's what yeah. capitalism's all about. Exactly. I reckon now is the time we should be collecting just air, oxygen, breathable, breathable air. It's... I mean, that's brilliant. Given that the environment's being slowly destroyed, uh, there's so much pollution, I think the idea that we could bottle, bottle like the freshest air we could find right now and, and sell it back to people in maybe 10, 15 years. Exactly. We're, we're playing a long game here, but give it like a decade or two. That air is going to appreciate in value if we just keep it, you know, sealed so that it's not getting polluted. Absolutely. It'll probably be so fresh that people in a few years' time will be able to get absolutely out of their tree on it. Oh, goodness, yes. Exactly. And if there's nothing to stop us selling water back to people, there's nothing to stop us selling them their own air. You're a genius. A fucking genius. No, that's the other guy. Oh, that's the other guy. Okay, just a genius. (laughs) (laughs) are you not permitted to be loud colorful and silly at home or work why not try visiting one of our brand new happiness permission cubes you can have a great time between designated hours before leaving and returning to life as it was enjoy happiness permission cubes where there's really not enough people present to stop you having a good time Question time! It's time for questions. How are we doing for questions today? We're doing very well for questions, thank you very much. We've got one I forgot last week. Oh. Because it was written on a page that was on its own, and then I turned it over and forgot about it. 
while fanning about with my notes. So apologies, V. If you'd like to know, Electronic Active Softworks approach you offering you a billion dollars to make any game you want with no restrictions. What's the game like and what's it called? Simple answer, I would never work with Electronic Active Softworks. They're fucking evil. Um, if I have full creative control over the game, uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 that is a single player linear narrative experience, please. Uh, I might make something that's monumentally bad so that, 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 that they they lose their billion dollars. That's that's entirely fair. Uh, and and it, it looks bad on, on them as a company. <laughs> Jason Lee would like to know, um, can you come up with a great two-sentence horror story? Oh, mm, not without thinking about it. Have you got one? Uh, turns out Trump was right. God does agree with him. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah. Um, your favourite game is getting a sequel. Electronic Actor Softworks are making it. Dum, dum, dum. Dum, dum, dum. Lucy Nevins would like to know, what has been your favourite live concert experience? Oh, uh, favourite live concert experience is probably... Um, when I went to see My Chemical Romance, uh, this was Hammersmith Apollo uh, before... Is it the Apollo now? It, it was called the Hammersmith Apollo at the time, I think. We um, know what they're holding in. Yes. And this was um, before Danger Days had come out. This was the UK preview show for Ooh. Danger Days. So this was first time Gerard Way had played, like, that that he'd had his, played in the UK since he'd had his, like, bright red hair, mm. I think... All we'd really heard from the album was Na 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 and possibly Stay. Um, And that show was like a pretty good mix of old existing stuff and new stuff from Danger Days. Um, They opened up with Na Na Na, did some new stuff, old stuff, threw some new stuff in. I think they did Planetary Go and stuff. I think they did Destroyer. But like that show was like equal parts they they had the, like some of the best energy I've ever seen them have at a live show. It's a big venue, but it's not like seeing them at the O2 Arena big. Mm. Like it was it was small enough that like I could get to the front barrier and I felt like I was like in there. Nice. Um, and hearing new tracks that had never been played anywhere for the first time while in the room was like mm. a fucking. It was a big fucking experience for yeah. me. So that's probably my favorite. My favorite show I've seen live. Mm. What about you? I don't know. Um, I saw Page and Plant at Reading in 1998. I'd never seen anyone play an electric guitar with a violin bow before, and it was pretty damn <laughs> epic. Um, the version of No Quarter they played that night was really good. Um, failing that, I'd say Erasure at Heaven uh, in mid-2000s, I think. That was, a, that was a good night out. I do like a bit of Erasure, a bit of Chains of Love. Oh, that's 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 pretty wondrous. Uh, Hippoplashimus would like to know, what video game would you like to visit? Uh, what video game world would you like to visit IRL? Oh, um, the world of The Legend of Zelda has always seemed really nice. Just a bit dangerous. Well, are we talking like pre or post um, Link having saved everyone? Because like, think, but, yeah, but they're still going to be like, Bokoblins still exist in the world. Possibly, but if you just stay inside one of the towns, they all just seem like really nice little quiet hamlets that yeah. all seem very pleasant. Um, you go and live in Tarrytown. 
I, I was going to say, I'd, I'd live in, like, Kakariko Village, I think. Yeah. And that seems nice. Just, like, a, a nice little community. Hmm. What I about you? Have you got one? Um, I, I had sort of thought by one of, one of the Zelda worlds, but my fear was that it is quite dangerous, and I'm not sure. That's... Not being the hero of time or wind or wild yeah. or whatever else, I, I might not make it as well. Um, Kirby Dreamland... Oh, that's a really good It's answer. really pretty. Or um, the Fantasy Zone from the game Fantasy Zone, Fantasy Zone 2. Yeah, these are all very good answers. Oh. Uh, if you were a Mega Man boss, what would be your theme be? Ooh, as in, like, thing man or thing woman. Um, I guess. I would be um, journalism woman. And my my power would be that I would shoot out like red lines of like no incorrect this you you wrote the wrong grammar editor woman editor woman there we go editor woman okay. I I would be tentacle woman <laughs> I am a one dimensional creature apparently it could be butt woman just fire butts at you I wouldn't really <laughs> have a problem with that <laughs> uh, yeah I would like to have lots of nice grasping tentacles and I I guess. If if you mean theme like music, I, I would have the music from Treasure Island Dizzy on the Commodore 64. Ooh. I could go for... Maybe it's just because it's on the mind at the second. Megalovania would be nice. Oh, gosh darn, yes. Yeah. Uh, Becky Tootheel would like to know, how do you feel now that you're in your 40s? Any reflections looking back? I think that's to do with the episode number. Ah. Um... I am glad that the show has has gone this well. Like, yeah. I, I, we built up a little, lovely little community we around this show. We have it's, lovely fans. Yeah, I, I've done shows that have died before forty episodes before. So this so is. Have I. Yeah, we, we both did. We did Polyarmory together, yeah, and that weighed what seventeen episodes. Yeah, it's nice that this is going strong and it's showing no signs of, of losing steam. Yeah. We get like a decent number of questions every week, which is really nice and yeah. reassuring. I, I have no real complaints. It's, yeah. it's it's a really nice bit of the week. Yeah, we get lovely fan art from 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 all sorts oh, of people. Yeah, lots from High Job. Uh, do, 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 do. any reflections looking back? Oh, I kind of miss bras. I kind of miss bras. I don't think we. I can think of any more. No, I am I am waiting for like one of us to come up with the next bras. If, if we ever do a live show, I think I would probably make an effort to do yeah. some bras. Like, there are definitely some we haven't done. Like, the the other week, I came out with a bra joke out of nowhere, we and we had a good chuckle. I don't remember what it was now. I didn't write it down. But, um, yeah, I would, I would definitely, like, if we did a live episode at some point, I'd like to make the effort to find some bras that I've not thought of before. So you need a bra they haven't thought of before. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 I do. Yes, I do. Uh, any other questions? Uh, do 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 do. Gals uh, Chipelevsky. I probably didn't pronounce that connect correctly. Uh, if you had an additional pair of limbs, what would they be, and what would you do with them? Yours would be tentacles. Seven foot arms. Yep. What would you do with them? Uh, I'm not sure I can say that on a podcast that ah. young people listen to. <laughs> Tee hee hee. Bedroom based things. Bedroom based things. Um, uh, I'm gonna say, have an extra set of legs. Be like a centaur, because with Ooh. four legs, I might have a better chance of not falling over all the fucking time. Ah. I've got I've got more points of like connection to the ground, so I don't fall over. I I, I think I would struggle to dance if I had four legs. Um, or 
an extra set of arms so I can write about the game while I'm playing it for review. Uh, I'm not sure I could multitask to quite that degree. Well, let's assume my I brain adapts to having pretending to be like. Um, I was going to say uh, I can't remember what her name is the 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 other dragon lady from Mortal Kombat that isn't oh not Goro. yes the no I, with the purple uh, I know who you mean and I'm sure the comments think, will tell us I'm sure they will yeah what are the questions have we got um, Kelly Goodall would like to know uh, what's the best adjective for your own personal skeleton. Huh. My my skeleton. Yep. Um Spoopy. Spoopy. Spoopy scary skeleton. It's a spoopy scary skeleton. Ooh. Have you got a word for your skeleton? Cantankerous. Oh, cantankerous. <laughs> yes, it pops, it grates, it oh. runs out at night and steals children's biscuits. <laughs> it doesn't. Have we got any more questions? Uh, drop! <gasps> that, that drop, what ah, I did drop. just mention. Uh, if you had every resource you needed to make a game, what would you make it about? Mechanics, and would it be AAA, indie, etc.? Oh, I've made indie games before. You have? Uh-huh. That's very good. Um, Where can we get a copy of Inter- Acceptance? Uh, Acceptance, and like I think there's a handful of other ones I did at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you search Laura K. Indie on itch.io... I think you'll find some game projects I have made at various points in time. Uh, what about you? What about you? Um, I've had this idea for a while that I, I've, I've sort of tried to get down on paper and I'm not even sure it would work as a game. But I, I had this dream about a, like a reverse Silent Hill. Ooh. So you have like... Uh, um, yeah, so it's like a reverse Silent Hill. Yeah. Uh, where you're playing, like, whatever the source of evil is, and mm-hmm. you have, like, your main character, you've lured them to town somehow. Uh, they will sort of wander around, initially quite aimlessly. Eventually they will start sort of trying doors. They'll realise that doors don't open. They will head slowly and unimpededly towards their ultimate goal. But your your job is to sort of put down things like... Here is a locked door, so I have to put like the key to it over here. The key might be hidden behind a puzzle. So you sort of say that this room is like a puzzle. It has maybe you have to go and get three pieces from somewhere else. So the character will have to wander around. You generate, I don't know, like evil force or something, and you can create like the the enemy creatures that will wander around. You can get uh, grant yourself sort of. Uh, more of that energy by putting down like health power ups or or weapons, yeah. So that, that sort of balances that out, and ultimately you're trying to drive this person uh, to to evil or in insanity by by fucking their day up as much as possible and stopping them from getting to their their yeah. ultimate goal of finding the truth or, or I... finding their the. the, the I don't know the the bed bound remains of their <laughs> deceased wife. I've I've had two game ideas that I would love to do if I had the the know how. Yeah, uh, I'd love to make a role like a good roller derby video game. Ooh. I'd love a good roller derby video game, and I've messed around with first person shooter creators before, but none of them really support the thing I want to do. Which is, mm. I'd love to make a game in like a first person shooter engine. Uh, explicitly about people trying to escape from a war zone. 
um, with the like a non-violent game where like you you do not want to like picking up a weapon if if anything is a bad idea because it's gonna make anyone that sees you with it think that you're a threat and mm. put more risk on uh, more chance of them trying to shoot you. But the idea of just like a mother and child, like mother trying to get a child safely out of like a an active war zone or something. Yeah. It's it's an idea that I'd love to do, but I don't have the mechanical know-how or I haven't done the research, like, narrative-wise mm. to do. But I'd love if something like that existed, so... Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Got any more questions? Uh, Michael would like to know, what makes a great anime butt? What makes a great anime butt? Um, I'm going to suggest... Let me find what it is called. I'm searching for a thing very quickly. Um, but search, but search, fight anime. I can't remember what it's fucking called. Kaijo? K-E-I-J-O is an anime entirely about people using their butts to fight. Um, if you want to know a good anime butt, the the butt from that show that I think of and go, that's that's a that's a good anime butt. Not necessarily even for like the design of the butt, but its utility, is a person who basically has the superpower that their butt can use the abilities of any butt they've ever encountered. So they like summon up this wall of energy behind them that just has butts coming out of it. It's like, aha, I'm using all of the butt techniques. I too would like a wall of butts. Yeah. Just no. So, Kaijo, that's an entire show about anime butts. Go that that's probably a good answer for good anime butts. I don't think I've I've watched enough anime to be able to judge a good anime butt. I I would say what makes a good butt generally? Uh a sort of a curviness. Uh good squidge. Uh a butt you can rest your head on. As someone and, and biteability. Oh, as someone with, oh. who's writing a book about butts, I will say every butt is beautiful. They're all beautiful in their own ways. Big butts, small butts, squidgy butts, rock solid butts. They're all good in their own ways. They as all long have as their own. Clean. Exactly. Ideally, they should be clean. Wash your butt. Uh, but no, every butt has you know there are good things about every type of butt. No, no butt is is inherently better or worse than another. I like big butts, and I cannot lie. I, I, I like big I like large posteriors and I am incapable of telling untruths. Do we have any more questions? Yeah, Tomcat would like to know if you could ch- only choose from terrible games, what is one game that you would want remade into a good one? Ooh. What game turned out really bad and I would want to be remade? Oh, actually Mass Effect Andromeda. That game turned out really bad and I would love to play a good a good version of that that feels like a proper Mass Effect game. Uh, the Silent Hills after Silent Hill 4? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sonic Adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Sonic Adventure, like, the controls are pretty bad. The plot's bazonks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, think that, I think they could make a good 3D Sonic game, but... That was not it. Yeah, that's fair. I remember having fun with it when I played it when I first got my Dreamcast, but <laughs> yeah, it needed some work. Indeed. Yeah, is that is the next one our last one? Is the it? The next one is our last one. Are you ready? Yeah, just about. Uh, excessive degree of numbers. Uh, sorry, an excessive degree of no- numbers. Would like to know where did you meet? The internet. We did. We met in one of the Jimquisition Facebook groups. Yeah, we we met through a Facebook group for 
Jim's stuff and that podcast what I was on. Was on? Um, am on. I, did, did, I was on at the time that we met. I, 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 did, did that. Yes. Yes. We met on the internet. I met on the internet. And now we're happy in IRL. 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 We're happy in IRL. Uh, uh, yeah, that's it. That's all there is. <gasps> do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, I'm knackered, mate. Oh, same, just, same. The world is absolutely exhausting at the moment. I mean, you've, you, there's just so much nonsense and rubbish. Have you heard what's come out of America this week? Oh, I know. It's just, it's all piling up, honestly. You know, it builds up a bit, doesn't it? That, that sort of weight on you just builds and builds and builds. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought I've been following the news for weeks. I... I, I, I spend so much time trying to share information online, make sure, you know, people, you know, not directly affected by these things, understand the yeah. the state of the world, you know. Because I think it is important to try and make sure that people are, are educated and that they understand what's happening, but I'm exhausted. It is the thing. It's, it's pretty tiring trying to take that whole weight on by yourself. Like, it feels like, you know, if you you are someone that cares, you feel like you've got a moral responsibility. You care to be loud and to be vocal about everything all the time, because you know, if you're not doing it, who is? Sort of feeling. But well, and and the fact that there are there are people who are in the direct line of fire of these things yeah. who don't have the option of just going, "I want a day off." Yeah, yeah. So, like, is is the thing? I know it feels important to be on these things all the time, but like. Well, we're only human. You've only got so much of yourself to go around. And, you know, sometimes I need reminded that it is okay to just sometimes go, you know what, I haven't got any emotional labour left in me. I need to just self-care a bit. I need to not immerse myself so fully in the terror because, you know, there's not going to be anything to be left if I... You know, do it all the time. No, I mean, I can certainly understand why, you know, suicide rates are going up at the moment. Yeah. You know, it's it's not pleasant to think about, but, you know, it's, at the moment, the world is not particularly pleasant to think about. It's, uh, it's a pretty shameful display that's going on at the moment. Yeah. And I, I've, I, I, I am truly sorry for anyone who is in the line yeah. of fire of, of everything that is going on right now. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to continue to sign petitions wherever possible and and, and certainly I, I will be returning to, to making sure that I'm disseminating important information. Indeed. But like, if you need to take a day away from social media because it's just getting too much, there's equally nothing wrong with that if you're just like, you know what, for my own sanity, I, I just can't today. I just need to not dig through the terrible today. Yeah. And that's okay. It's important because... If you if you don't you know give yourself that self care when you need to, you're just going to burn yourself out. You're not going to be able to be any help in terms of fighting those issues. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I think that is important. A bit of self care, and uh, and I, I can say that I I only wish that all the all the trans people in America right now are, I wish them all the best, and I, I hope yeah. that they are hanging on and and that something can be done to stop. All of this. Yeah. 
Right, should we have that hug? Please, oh, I, I oh. think I medically require it this week. Oh gosh, um, uh, I'll try not to get you too ill. I'm a bit unwell today. Oh, don't you worry about it. I'm, I'm sure I've had it all before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate. Oh, I need this. This is an act of self-care. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, oh. need, definitely need looking after. Right. Should we go pop the kettle on? Yeah, I'll make your limbs sit, mate. Oh, I could redo with it today. Yeah. Laura? Yes? Where can they find you on the internet and what are you selling? Uh, you can find me at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. You can find me Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 at kotaku.co.uk. You can find me on Dice Funk, which is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons real play podcast. I'm on seasons 3, 4, and 5. <laughs> Season 3 is about trying to escape from a magical barrier town. Season 4 is a cyberpunk series about trying to overthrow capitalism. Season 5 is a season about space pirate adventurer bounty hunter people. Um, also, I've got books. You can put down money for Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which is a 40,000 word, 55 image illustrated coffee table book about video game character butts that has reviews by a bunch of cool people. Um, we added a couple more people this week. Um, yeah. Master Coex and um, Little Karibo are both contributing to the book, so that's cool. Um, you can check that out on Unbound, uh, Things I Learned from Mario's Butt. Also, my memoir is up on Amazon on, in a lot of countries. It's showing up in retail websites in certain in some countries. We're working on the audiobook. You can pre-order that if you want, but we're going to push push that sort of more next year. So there. What about you? Where are you on the internet? I can be found at StoneMonkeyRadio.blog where I review things and write things and talk about stuff. I'm also on Twitter and YouTube as Maniac Janiac. I'm on SoundCloud.com as Jane Eris Magnet, where you might be listening to this now. And I think that's about it. I think that's that's the most important bit that I do. So, yeah. Until next time, be a stranger. Mm